Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8, Melee Keeps Getting Better. Let's get to the podcast! Big episode today. Big episode. We have the first real smashing content creating melee centric guest today. Whoop whoop! It's JD from the Wannabes podcast. I will intro him more once we get started with the interview, but I am so excited that I was able to do this. I'm going to sound a little nervous. Also, for whatever reason, when you record a interview, an interview on the Anchor app, there seems to be a little bit of a delay. So when I'm speaking after JD is done speaking, I sound like I'm slow to respond. Now, that's better than the other way around, where maybe I ask JD a question and there's like a two-second silence type deal, but having the host look stupid and slow to respond, I'll take that. I'll take that with all the people. However, Anchor app, I'm putting you on notice, you know? You better get better at syncing up these audio thingies. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, I'll find either a better way to do it or the Anchor app will get its ish together. Oh, and that's probably another thing I should say. I mean, I don't think anybody's offended by you know, the semi-swear that I just used, but there's a few real swears in this interview, so I will also be noting that in the notes of this episode. So that way, anybody who's listening to this who also is around young ears that should not be hearing bad words just yet, now you know. Well, either that or maybe you shouldn't have it be playing at a workplace environment that frowns upon such things. But maybe also you should concentrate on your work. Or not. Listen to the interview. That would also be cool. So I've said the things that I needed to in advance of this. I don't know if I'm recording an outro before my real outro just yet. But I hope you enjoy the interview with JD. Let's get to it. Alrighty, here we go. Please join me in giving a warm welcome to our first Bonafide smasher and content creator to Bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast, JD. He is the co-host of the Wannabes podcast and esteemed Fox Main in the New York area. You can find the Wannabes podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms, including the latest episode, which is a 1v1 interview with Radar. One more fun fact, JD and his other co-host Wasabi are the inspiration for the start of my own podcast. JD, thank you for being here with me. Hey, thanks, Jesse. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to have influenced this, to, to finally get to know you a bit more than just our Discord convos, and excited to talk on some of the topics you got lined up. This is going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, Wannabe's Podcast Discord, shout out as well. Mm-hmm. Hop in. We'd love to talk with you as well. Oh, yeah. I wanted to sort of start at the beginning and then go from there. I heard your 1v1 with Wasabi a little bit uh, back earlier last year. You 1v1'd each other in an interview format on your own Wannabes podcast. Mm -hmm. And 
I especially loved hearing the story about when you first learned to wave shine. You said it took you about a week, but then after that, you were just like, Fox, Fox might be my guy. <laughs> I know that you started off like playing with different characters like Jigglypuff and Sheik and just figuring out as you progressed and got better, what character suited you more. But that wave shine story in particular was really interesting to me. But yeah, if you want to talk about like the basic origin story of you with Melee. Yeah, I guess I won't go too deep. I'm uh, happy to talk about myself for hours, but I'll try to keep it <laughs> concise. So I think the the only real unique thing about my origin story is that I started playing in high school in around 2012. And our high school had this like very specific and uh, kind of large scene of people that wanted to play. I mean, none of us had been to a outside tournament or a major or really knew too much about the competitive scene besides what videos happened to be trending on YouTube. We saw the big ones, obviously Wombo Combo and uh, the M2K Shizwiz Game 4, stuff like that. But really, we were just playing each other. And um, when I was a sophomore or junior, I think when I was a junior, I hosted a tournament at my house and we played in like LCDs and like there was, I don't think there was a single CRT in the room, but we had a bunch of setups and we played and I ended up winning with Jigglypuff never rested, just did the big bullshit aerial movement and back airs and all that. <laughs> um, and over time we would have a, a good amount of tournaments and I'd met some really close friends. One of them is my, I would say my best friend going to be in my wedding party, like all that, like we met through the game in high school. And then college came around and this is, I went to school, I graduated high school in 2013. And so the first few months of college was kind of like, all right, I guess this doesn't, it's not going to fit into my schedule. I guess I have to give up the dream of like being a good melee player, whatever. And I tried, I didn't have a CRT. I just, what I was going to start playing like Marvel versus Capcom and transition to a more popular game. But then the documentary came out in October I watched it about five days after it was released back to back all in a day. And that just was like, all right, I was wrong. I need to get back into this. And I learned to wave dash like that day. And um, a little bit after that, I went on Smashboards, try to find anyone that was going to play. Turned out someone who went to my school is two years older, had already entered the competitive scene and was playing competitive smash. And he was citing himself as the best player in central New York which at the time of him writing it was probably true. Uh, his name was Chess. He goes by LGBT Chess. Right now, he's, again, one of my best friends. Going to be in my wedding party. Same deal. <laughs> and we just met and started grinding and would travel all through upstate New York to different tournaments, sometimes driving like six hours to Buffalo um, to play in the tournaments that we'd find on Facebook groups. And slowly but surely, we got better and better. And um, by the time I was graduating, I had reached, I think, like seventh best in Tri-State. I don't know, it was a top 10 or whatever in not Tri-State, in Upstate. Um, had good wins over like J-Mook and, and Two Saint. Um, I actually beat IBDW as he was coming up. But who hasn't beat IBDW when he was trash? Um, so... <laughs> that kind of puts me in that timeline. And I ended up being friends with like all these people um, through upstate um, 
that ended up being top players. And it's pretty funny in that sense. Um, Graduated college. I got to really speed up now. And I went on a road trip uh, with chess. We went on a month long road trip to 10 States over 30 days, 16 tournaments and a few fests um, where we like won a bunch of doubles events. We placed at least top three in every event we entered um, I took a game off HBox in hilarious fashion. That's when I was known as Poon Slayer. Um, so a, a pretty rich history. I, I was always really involved in the scene, and um, it's just been such a powerful part of my life for so long that, like, now, even though I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm, like, the most well-known or the most successful, I'm constantly, like, grinding and trying to put my name out there and, and get involved with content and just be a, as – embracing of the scene in the community as I could possibly be. It's just always been fun and it's always a big part of my life. Slash rant. I think, <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that uh, you might have said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that your goal wasn't necessarily ever to be like the best, but you wanted to be respected. You wanted yeah. to be known that you were a strong player. Like you could, you could play with anyone. You can play with the top players especially like and hang with those people. Yeah, definitely was uh, a goal that I was hedging against because I think uh, I was fairly realistic with myself. Like I'm not going to be the best player in the world, nor do I want to, but there are certain things I wanted to accomplish. Like I wanted to play on the big stage at a major, which over time is easier. You know, it's easier to do because they'll, (laughs) they'll stream pools, matches and stuff. But um, yeah, and then I wanted to be good enough to get to be allowed on commentary. I wanted to be good enough to play with my local scene's best players. And my my goals were always very much like right in front of me. Um, you know, able to be achieved and somewhat realistic. And even though now I would say my relative skill has somewhat deteriorated, um, I know that I'm I have, you know, the capability to be better and to do cool things and because of the effort to be respected i think it's a good way to put it um i've always felt somewhat satisfied with my progress and um had fun with the game especially when i got to play get to play a, a top player and i like don't get my face kicked in that's <laughs> a good feeling you know yeah to survive that uh especially when you first sit down and everyone's going like, Oh, this is going right. to be a wash, but then they go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so that's your player's journey more in a nutshell, but I wanted to get to the content side of things because you have an awesome Aww. podcast, Thanks. obviously very inspiring to me with Wasabi, the wannabes podcast. We mentioned it a couple of times, but I was just curious about what the origin story for that is because you probably, you know, yeah, uh, you obviously have one, but just like what, what led you to deciding that this is how, this is how I want to spend some of my time, despite all the other things that you had, you know, college and everything else. And I hear a wedding, it's, you know, either did it happen already? It's coming down oh, well, the line, right? Did I, hear I, I might've gotten a little ahead of myself. I've, I've been, oh, okay. it, it's, it's almost certainly a shoe in, but I've been with my girlfriend for five years and we've lived with each other the whole time and we're doing really great. So I, I, that's, we've talked about marriage. It's 
likely going to happen. I just haven't popped the question yet. Am I peeking around the corner to see if she hears me? She probably does. Um, we'll drop that. But uh, yeah, so the origin is really interesting. Um, I knew for a few years. Um, so we've, we're going on our third year here. So we started in November of 2019. 20, no, 2018. Um, which was right when Ultimate came out. So our first episode was like a week before Ultimate launched. And um, a few months prior to that, I was just in a job that I wasn't super happy with. I didn't feel like my career was moving anywhere. I was living at home. um, And I was still in this relationship with the game where I knew I wasn't going to be a top player. I was very satisfied with my progress. Like I was getting first at my local somewhat frequently. And I think I had just gotten um, these. I don't know where the poop bags are. Oh, check my jacket pocket. It's probably upstairs. Sorry. That's my, we have a puppy. That's going to, that's going to be in the podcast. Unfortunately. Um, oh, we love she's so puppies. cute. So when, <clears throat> so when I was having these kind of, fairly successful runs of the game i was still like what am i doing with myself like what what can i do i need to do something i tried starting a youtube channel making a few like comedy videos and they were released to varying success but i would always go through like very strong up and downs and i'm like you know i need i want to do something with the game i want to be making content but i want it to be like consistent and sustainable and i want it to be truthful and and I had the idea for a podcast, but I didn't really know how to start it. And around this time, I think was when um, I was in California visiting my dad's friend. He flew me out as like this um, trial, not trial, a uh, rite of passage with all of his kids. So he finally got me out to California to see where he spent his 20s. And it was a fun trip. But throughout the trip, I was kind of seething in this like jealousy because at the time Ludwig was getting huge. He was starting to really see a lot of success and his name was popping up everywhere and he was hosting things and he was running things and his stream was doing amazing. And I was looking at that as like, that's he's doing exactly what I want to be doing. And I tweeted out something very vague. It was like, how do you deal with, a professional jealousy question mark like how do you deal with this issue that's very specific that's hard to really talk about and wasabi answered and he's like yo dm me like you know we had known each other we met one or two times um he was also playing in upstate he was also playing in tri-state so we were in the same like cycle of like going up and down and going to the same tournaments and we respected each other a lot as players and we started DMing about this very specific thing. And I, t- I was being very honest of like where my emotions were. And he's like, hey, you want to just like do a call since typing kind of sucks? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we start calling. Uh, we, we talk on the phone about it. And the conversation just keeps going in, in a very varying bits of directions. And he's asking me interesting questions. And I'm like really engaged with the convo. And I think 40 minutes into the conversation, I'm like, dude, we need to like start a podcast. And he was somewhat open to it. He's like, oh, that's interesting. I I don't know if that's really my thing. I'm like, look, think of it this way. 
we have obviously so much to talk about with maybe not specifically each other, but with someone who understands what it's like to want to be better at this game, to want to be respected, to want to be known. And it's, it's okay to talk to someone who doesn't get it, to talk to a significant other or a close friend or a parent, but it's so contextual that you have to spend most of the time explaining and setting things up. But when I'm like, Hey, I'm jealous of Ludwig. He fully understood every single facet of that because he knew me, he knew him, he knew the scene. And so I said, let's just make a commitment to have a conversation every week and record it and put it online. And we'll learn how to do a podcast, which is cool. Cause I want to do something creative and it'll just be good conversation. And he's like, yeah, it sounds easy enough. We'll do it. And a few weeks later, we did our first episodes. And really, we just haven't stopped. Um, about 25 episodes in, I don't know the exact number, but we we were like, hey, let's start doing interviews. But instead of having both of us record them, let's just do one person so it's easier to do and we could do more. And that's when the 1v1 series started. We started interviewing our friends. And it's just been a really enriching positive experience from the beginning um as a creative outlet as a personal almost therapy session sometimes and now it's evolved into you know a, a small community that's hopefully growing um in our discord that's also just you know with you and everyone else just giving feedback and asking questions it's been so amazing and honestly like you starting the podcast and doing what you're doing now to make it a little meta I think I said this in one of our episodes, but it's been like the most, uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is that I've done something that's inspired somebody else, you know, to do, to do something of their own, which, you know, was always my thing is just to do something to feel productive. And now it's almost come full circle and it, it's a really surreal experience to like think about two years ago. And then now being interviewed feels really good. Um, it's just been a fantastic journey and I'm really happy to have stumbled upon Will as a partner. Slash rant. <laughs> You've already given me so many awesome JD rants. Thank you. But yes, yes. To continue along the, the, uh, the meta conversation, I am very appreciative of you and Will Wasabi because you were like the like the tipping points for me where like I've always enjoyed Melee from, you know, the first time I ever like picked up the game mm-hmm. as, a, as a child. And like that's also something, you know, a lot of kids think this when they're playing video games on Saturday afternoons or mornings and they go, I could do this right. professionally. You know what? I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be the best, you know, game player of all time like i i thought that as well but like uh growing up and going through teenage years and now into my 20s i'll be 26 this year i have been well focusing on other things as well and you know i'm married and have kids so uh but melee is still there and it persists and i love watching like the competitive scene so much and i i had thought to myself at times before, you know, I want to be a voice, not necessarily a commanding strong voice or like popular voice in the scene, but I just want to contribute something of my own, but ah, you know, whatever. And then 
when I saw, I found, I found the wannabes somehow sometime last December. And I think it might've been during five days of melee, but I can't be sure how exactly it happened, but it was, it was during that time, which was an awesome event. And I, I think I have to thank five days of melee for happening. Cause I believe that's how I found the wannabes podcast. How I found you and Wasabi just made that really possible to me in my head the more I thought about it and then just, yeah, the tipping point, the inspiration. Wow. I really that's uh, that's great to hear. And we're happy to have you as a pretty strong part of our community already and uh, keeping the conversation going. It's, it's so great to hear different voices and perspectives and everyone that is hearing this. I hope, I hope the, the trend continues and someone else is inspired, you know, do their own thing. Absolutely. It's not as hard to produce a podcast <laughs> as I thought it was. I just made it really difficult right. in my head. But like I said, you guys Word. made it really easy. <laughs> so to uh, hop to uh, another topic now, I was wondering, because you have a little bit more experience in the scene than I do, certainly, about this new this new build of Melee that came out recently, like a, uh, like a mod, you could say where wolf was added into melee the character and volleyball as well like a game of volleyball and you can even do doubles and it's really cool and it, and it made me wonder like has anybody do you know off the top of your head if anybody has actually tried to put a character a new character into melee before or is this like the first time melee has seen this because of my um, i think there was something i, I before we did before we started recording, I was trying to look into this and I, I couldn't find an answer too easily, but I know there was something that was like melee HD remix, deluxe redo or whatever. That was definitely uh, a bunch of patches that made characters better. I don't know if that included a unique character. I don't believe it did. And it certainly isn't, hasn't been as big of a, uh, splash and an acceptance by the community as this is um it's certainly only possible because of slippy being uh so amazing the rollback makes this actually make a splash if this was not rollback compatible it would not be popular um the fact that it was rolled out with a pretty cool trailer and series of tweets that um was easy to get a gist of what was happening it was marketed well and so I don't think it's the first time it's been done necessarily, a new character being put into Melee. It's the first time it's resonated this much with so many people and was played instantly, was streamed by everyone, um, content being made over and over again. Um, and that goes for volleyball and wolf, you know. So definitely, definitely a big deal that we haven't seen before. And it's really exciting. Because... This is a this is a game that is going to be twenty yep. this year, twenty years old, and this is the first time that we've seen a a legitimate, well presented, like you said, and the the team behind it, Team Akenya. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but yes, they have a Twitter. You can find them there, and the way that the character plays and how volleyball works from everybody that I have either talked to or just watched on all the big streams. And that's a big part of it too. Everybody's streaming it, the top players. That's a big, big deal. Cause we're all, all of us degenerates are going on to Twitch and being like, all right, what's What's everybody playing today? And yeah. volleyball, especially like I get really excited about that because that's, that's a legitimate side event for, 
for online tournaments especially but like i'm both both things wolf and volleyball really really cool and it 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 breathes new life into the game even if you don't want to necessarily acknowledge that or be like you might not want there to be wolf or well especially wolf in like the actual competitive meta but even just from a casual standpoint like that oh yeah i mean um just a quick plug on the wannabes we did we our next episode we spent a good amount of time talking about this and the gist of what we were saying was that um the things in the patch itself were great were fun and awesome new skins new maps all that it's the implications of all this that are really exciting and you know we can imagine a world where this becomes the new project m and it becomes a a fully fledged meta and they do a bunch of character development stuff and they do you know maybe patches and blah 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 and it becomes its own life which is exciting because no one thinks it's going to replace vanilla melee it's just not going to happen but um the fact that we didn't need this i mean we were doing great Melee was looking awesome. There was a new tournament every week, sub-tournaments, silly rules, uh, jungle jam, five days of Melee. This is all on the back of a very strong scene as it was. And then this new thing explodes on and people are like, oh, well, here goes uh, <laughs> any any thoughts that Melee was slowing down. This just launched us, I think, into the stratosphere. And another casual game mode is going to help get more people in it's going to keep our pros interested it's going to be a new side event as you said man it's really exciting stuff and it goes beyond just what's in the patch it's the fact that there are people working on this and making this kind of unprecedented change to the game it's it's awesome and it seems to be like i don't know much about the development team for this particular project but it almost seems like it's new blood and that that may not be true i know that when i first heard about fizzy and the and the slippy rollback netcode like i knew about uncle punch and i had learned at some point down the line oh uncle punch had actually helped a little bit not a ton but a little bit with with slippy rollback and in in some form or other and that's actually how i heard about this at first on twitter like i saw that uncle punch had retweeted it so again i'm not sure like what who who is on this development team but like the fact that it's more than just the one person who says hey i have a training pack now it's like hey i have new game modes which is yeah there's there's a lot to dig into that i think we're going to see over time develop more so um as of right now i'm enjoying volleyball with my buddies it's a great drinking game um it's a great way to play melee without like (laughs) being sweaty you know and uh all the content that's coming out too is super fun uh i just i can't wait to see what else they come out with so that actually leads me to the uh, next topic of conversation that i wanted to uh, bring up in a question that i had about a theory that i'm sort of baking in my head here about the melee community and about what we like to think of purists, those who want to see the game pretty much stay as is, as much as it can be, versus people that I like to call alchemists. I like to call them that because they're always about adding new things in, new skins, new maps, new characters, new stages, new new everythings. And when you have those two groups of people who are, you know, they're 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 
obviously advocating for their own opinions and their own side of whether Melee is going to try to stay as is, quote unquote, or if it moves forward mm-hmm. and continues to modernize. In my theory about that all is, has it actually slowed down the meta of the game a little bit almost? I just think about how long it took Rainbow Cruise and stages like that in the Melee rule set to finally be dropped. Because I think we can all agree Rainbow Cruise is not a competitively viable stage. I think most people would say that now. It's a fun stage and, you know, for casual time, like, that's great. But when you're trying to get sweaty and you're trying to not go 0-2 for the millionth time in a row, that'll probably be my story. But, like, I'm glad that Rainbow Cruise is not on the legal rule set for, for, for most competitive right. melee tournaments. But just, like, because it's sort of slowly changed over time, do you think it's because of this back and forth between, like, the Yeah, I think it's a great, great question. Um, Really what stands out to me is I think there's a stark difference between what it was when this rule set was being refined and what it was uh, since a few years ago with um, the UCF push and the changes to controller modding and things of that nature. I think they're very different things. So in the beginning, really the so-called alchemists were more of um, what you would think of as purists, more of the idea that we need to refine and be conservative in our understanding of what a competitive game is. So I guess there is something a little, I'm almost thinking of it in a, did I lose you? Oh, I lost you there. Oh no! I hope we could edit this. Uh, well, I'll see about that. But you were talking about how you were talking about how what we would call like the people who wanted to change the game back in the middle of Melee's lifetime was actually not so much changing yes, and adding, yeah. but more of refining the exactly. Set. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get too much past there. that, so that's good. So, <clears throat> when it comes to what it was, um, getting rid of rainbow cruise and other stages um i wasn't around for this this was before my time i was a young teenager but the idea was that we need to keep the integrity of the game it needs to be more about skill it needs to be um a little less random and a little less um affected by the environment of the stage and so that's how we found ourselves with a five stage rule set with the counter pick um modern era changes are very drastic in comparison because since you know the last time these stages were legal 2011 2012 something like that there was a good four-year five-year span and forgive me if the timeline is a little wonky but i'm getting the gist where there were very few changes to the rule sets very few recommended changes i think the biggest one during that time frame was an eight minute versus a seven minute timer. And that was a big controversy. So once PM came around, once um, the idea of um, modding the game was first introduced, now there's this rehashing of these conversations that are definitely around alchemists, as you say, I think um, Acania is a great example of alchemists making big changes um, with, you know, UCF controller mods, frozen stadium, for instance, um, changing the rule set to make frozen stadium a starter versus FD that was made 
Um, and as it goes to the meta, I think you're absolutely right. It slowed the meta down. That's because the meta was kept changing um, because the stages that were legal were different. And um, I think that whole, all of that combined is a different conversation from like people that are labbing certain texts out um, because that's all within the game. And, you know, there might be a case of, I think Chillin' Dude has a famous Smash Bros or Smash Post, Smash Boards post where he goes, uh, I don't know, wave dashing doesn't seem worth it or something stupid like that. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely a, uh, an error for the ages in that response. Um, but I don't think that is um, like an egregious attempt to to slow the meta down or to stop the game from developing. I think it's just, um, you know, people thought that, you know, you should be able to prove your skill on a, on rainbow cruise because it's on a timer and it's always the same. Um, as stupid as it sounds now, it, it was seen as quite legit because, you know, everyone has the same advantages and there's no real randomness to it. Um, I'm getting a little, little here and there, but I'm, I'm happy to, to, have any follow-ups or something like that i'm i'm wondering if i answered your question properly no i appreciate where you went with it because you know like i don't have like too much of like a uh you could say that i i I haven't thought about it specifically for all things scenarios and and whatnot but i like the idea that this game like aside from all the things that sort of happened by accident just like how the development time being really short because the game had to be made in time for the gamecube's launch and all the sorts of things where there's you know little glitches and you could i don't think that wave dashing is a glitch (laughs) let's just make that clear but like there are like all these wonky things about melee that give it so much character and give it like 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 a really rich lore you could mm-hmm. say and uh i think that being able to uh come up with these theories whether they're legit or not you know like is hungry box actually trying an online tournament like you know that just gives you so much to like talk right. about and to mull over and to, it you can go into all kinds of stuff and it's all from this one game i really like how how there are people who want to preserve the game itself and want it to be accessible. I like how there's people who want to, to change it, to, to mold it, to put it into something that they see. Right. I think that most people obviously would agree that slippy rollback, especially is like, that is, that was the best thing that melee got in 2020. So maybe of all time, frankly. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. That that's also definitely up there. But moving forward, like how many more things are like that in the future? Mm-hmm. Are we are we pushing it too far? That was just basically what I was trying to get at. And I thought you did a great job going in the directions you went with it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what else comes out. I think it's a great timing for that question with Acania being like the biggest changes that we can see. And um, you know, it, it might be it's all about what the community heads say it is it, this our, our scene's pretty uh top heavy in terms of influence so um you know if people like leffen and mango are gonna lead the charge in in starting new tournaments with these new characters and all that then 
that's where the community is going to head. And if they are very much against it, then that's where the community is going. So we'll see what they think of it. Um, but either way, I think that, you know, things will be, will be just fine. Yes, absolutely. I love the future of Melee as it is now. Mm-hmm. And with all the things that happened in December with, especially with five days in Melee, but also the really cool charity drive of that, the charity drive of LACS3 mm-hmm. going into this new year where now we have a, a new character and volleyball. Like it just makes me go, well, what big thing is going to happen in February? And maybe that's <laughs> not actually going to happen, but it's, it's going to, continue to build that momentum so i am also really excited really hopeful about the the future of melee yep so we're past the 30 minute mark of this i think so i'll just hit you with one more question you you don't have to spend too much time on this because i really appreciate the time you've made for me so far i was curious about hacks nightclub Mm -hmm. which is an awesome region locked online event had a couple of uh, awesome tournament events already for that but i noticed that there was not one this particular weekend we're we're talking on january 24th so i was wondering if you had any had any behind the scenes like answers or you can you can be as specific or non-specific as you want yeah i'll uh i'll see how i can navigate uh giving behind the scenes info but i I won't be too secretive um i think from the beginning hacks has always been of the mind that um, this is a something for the community. He's always made that the number one priority. I mean, um, he's not trying to profit off of the tournament, even though it could be profitable. He's not trying to exploit. He's not trying to, you know, turn it into something that is more than like something for the community. And I think already um, he's happy with, because we've only had one event, funny enough. It was it was a 500-person event. It was very successful. I think he's very happy with what that proved in terms of region locking. Because that's important to him. is is a region-locked kind of meta. Um, but he's always made it clear that he will defer to other tournaments if they want to host it on that day. And so Gallant was the first one, M2K's tournament. Um and then this weekend, there were a few tournaments going on that uh, he was deferential to. In terms of the next one, um, even next weekend, he says he won't be available. So it, it looks like we're not going to make that one either. Um, and overall, it, it's it's up to him. It, it might look to be a monthly where, look, if, if we had another monthly with 500 people entering these tournaments, I think that's great. I don't think it needs to be a, a weekly if that's not what's going to be. But um, if it's also just going to be there to fill in the slots whenever there's not a big tournament, I think that's great too. It's still very fluid. I think he wanted to give the community the option to um, do their own things and make it less centralized and to more lead the charge again into that um, region-locked attitude. We see Xanadu making the change, which is a big, big deal for the TO team because it it almost accomplishes one of our goals in being leaders in that front. Um, So I can't give a specific um, because I'm not in charge of that, but um, I will say that the team is optimistic. We're still, you know, raring to go when the next one pops up. 
Uh, we have a lot of improvements from the first one, and we're excited to just be a part of the landscape of melee tournaments in uh, in the modern era. So I know the next one will be successful, and I'll be right there behind commentary and <laughs> having a good time there. Yep, we're trying to pop off for you in commentary as well, especially when you plug the Wannabes podcast. You get your two plugs per per commentary. Uh, Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and. What a to to t- the main takeaway I want to take away from that for myself is like that's really cool to hear like like hacks and you the rest of the the rest of the team that helps to TO the the hacks nightclub series of uh, deferring to other events because in the end there will be events that sort of either happen on the same weekend maybe the same day that that does happen you know and not to say that there are two majors that happen in one weekend but just to say that like like on the local level at the very least, but that hacks isn't taking that mindset of we'll just have it when we have it. And you know, you tough deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the deferring aspect prior to, to have like something be happening every weekend that we can all tune into, even if it's not hacks nightclub every weekend, that is really, really cool that that's the mindset. So I don't want to sound like um, don't want to sound like where's Hacks Nightclub this weekend? But like you're right, there are other events happening this weekend, and there other events happening next weekend as well, most likely. So I'm really happy that from at least from the partial concern that I had of being like, oh no, did something happen with the other one, the most recent Hacks Nightclub, and we're not gonna see it again for a while. But I just get excited. I'm hoping to see some of the storylines of the 500 person event that Hax's nightclub had a few weeks ago, come back again, players like Jay Mook making deep top eight runs, all those kinds of things. I'm really excited to see that when it comes yeah. around again. Yeah, me too. It'll, it'll be a good time and uh, we're around. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and outro this JD. I want to say uh, again, thank you coming on for coming on today and just to end our time, please tell the people where they can find you and your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I think overall I'm, I would want people to check out the wannabes. Um, check us out on Twitter. We have links to our discord and our episodes from there. Um, I believe our Twitter as I stall, so I can pull it up without having any dead air. With is at a- the wannabes pod. Bam at the wannabes pod. Thank you so much. <laughs> No worries uh, on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and, and check it out. We post a lot of clips and episodes and uh, we're on the grind. So thank you for the time. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you for coming on at the wannabes pod on Twitter, by the way, we'll give you links to everything else that JD and Wasabi are doing, including the discord, including clips, YouTube channel and everything. So please go over there, drop a follow, get involved. We'd love to see it. All right, Jamie, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jesse. Take care. See ya. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof. Woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Okay. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. 
拜拜，拜拜。